Friday, 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 Friday. Boy, we have a lot going on right now. <laughs> We're going to talk about Ally and Lending leading the way to the recovery. Amazon being primed to JetBlue goes golden. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who blue I and gold. Actually, Blue and Gold work together. They do. They blue do. and Gold work together. But, you know, I just want to make sure I hit record everywhere for a second. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. I is everything on friday's coming in hot we're starting early i'm hitting the video and all that type of stuff i got my hat backwards still i don't know what's up you woke up i woke up with my hat backwards oh man i'm, I'm getting a shirt that says i woke up with i my was hat born backwards. with my hat backwards that's probably even a little bit better if you don't know yeah. it like that that is a visual indicator that kyle and i have that like when we like really get into it, the hats just flip backwards. And so if one of us drops into the street with the hat backwards, we're like, oh, it's like that. <laughs> All right. We, we know we're in it. Hey, we have a little celebration this morning. Uh, yesterday, we crossed 20,000 downloads for the Automotive Trouble podcast, which is a really feel-good moment for the whole team here at Asoda that works really hard to it's bring the show to you every single day. If you don't listen to the podcast version, if you're a live streamer or if um, you know you watch this on YouTube or something, check out the audio podcast. There's just something to the audio. Yeah. You can listen to at it at minimum. You need like to. hit us, hit us a comment in there. Oh, subscribe yeah. to it. You know, get the little give us a review. Put your stars on there. Give us a review because that's that kind of pushes it up for maybe those that that can't find it nat naturally or organically. We just want to bring that into the light. And uh, yeah, if you're a faithful listener, uh, help us out with that iTunes, Spotify. It takes a community. Like it takes a community. Yeah. Um, we're also super excited to say uh, the new podcast, Auto Collabs, which is longer form, deeper conversations with uh, Kyle, myself, and the one and only Michael Cirillo hosting. Uh, the first episode, episode one, is live. We recorded it this week with New York Times bestseller and chairman of the St. Louis Federal Reserve, apparently, Jim McKelvey, author of the Innovation Stack. Yes. So go check it out, Auto Collab, C-O-L-L-A-B-S, also a podcast for your listening pleasure. Um, what else we got talking about? Man, we got a lot of speaker and session announcements coming for a Sodu, uh, a SoduCon, and that that is just ramping up like to a, a fever pitch. Uh, sponsorships and all those collab opportunities are just about closed. Um, we just feel so blessed that the community of innovation, in, uh, industry partners around us just like came like a like a rushing wave next to us and said we want to make this happen and we know it was like outside their budgets and that we came to the party late in the year but um this is really shaping up to be an incredibly incredibly special time uh if you haven't yet get your tickets at asotu.com ticket sales are going to ramp really quickly and we want to make sure that you get one because you're listening to this which means you are one of our people what else oh, we, we booked something yesterday kyle we were we we got like five emails and I don't know they did whatever NADA decided to do by like putting the urgency on us booking our tickets a room block in Dallas they got they nailed it for us right yeah they did <laughs> so, and we got yeah. right on it yeah so we booked our we booked our uh, our hotel the the primary room block I think was already sold out so they weren't lying uh, we're like point six miles away point from three. the conference center point three, point three. yeah Woo! that's it the, the Omni Hotel was like the the one that's like the closest closest that was booked yeah. um, and for, hey for our troublemakers out there 
We're going to be at the Hyatt Regency. So if you want to be with your fellow there troublemakers, you book the Hyatt Regency. Let's make let's fill that that hotel up with all the troublemakers so that we can run into each other in the lobby and spend a little time jamming. And it's going to be you good. can crash whatever content we happen to be making at the moment. <laughs> You'll find us. Who with- knows? Maybe we'll like throw a party there or something. We haven't really dialed that in, Ooh. but we'll, we'll have some fun one, of the, one way or the other. Yeah, we will. So. Yeah, we will. But yeah. we have a little news to talk about today. And then we got to bounce because we have podcasts on podcasts on podcasts today whether being on someone else's or recording our own a lot of work going on so let's get into a little bit of news uh first up ally financial we, we've never done an fni story i don't think so a bank story no. ally, no, ally financial they released a report it's linked up in the show notes where they're saying hey like we expect demand to hold based on the indicators that we're, we're seeing even through the increased interest rate hikes uh ceo jeffrey brown says despite the volatility the narrative that we've been seeing remains strong meaning that there's a lot of demand there's a lot of pent up demand and even though um you know some buyers may be pulling back because interest rates are going up or affordability issues he's like there are four to five million buyers that we we um we predict are sidelined right now that they stepped out of the market and they could easily just step right back in and pick up the slack. It's pretty good news. It's really good news because, uh, and, and we've been talking about this a little bit, that, that I think as, as production comes back in multiple verticals, especially in auto, we're going to see this another surge we've seen this over the last two years we've seen these like three or four like high level surges you know we get we get kind of a a leveling off of a high point and then we see another surge and i see i think when that four to five million has the capacity to purchase because of available inventory boom you're gonna see another another hit and uh so you know the the cfo jennifer leclaire um, said that they still expect interest rates to rise, uh, which means that monthly payments are still going to be fifteen to twenty dollars higher on on similar you know price cars just because of interest rates. But that and and to her quotes, savings account levels have started to normalize. She said, but they remain robust, even above pre pandemic levels at all income levels. So that's surprising to me that all income levels are still holding high levels of savings accounts. Um, you know, 30-day delinquencies rose in the second quarter on auto loans, but remain still below 2019 levels. Right. We did. Didn't so, we hear like it's nuts? We heard there was like you know I think we even covered it for a minute. They were talking about repos and they were talking about this increase and there were some alarm bells going off. I had read another uh, several other things that actually debunked that a little bit and saying, well, right. yeah, they rose, but then when you zoom out a little bit and you look at pre-pandemic and and it really ties into what uh, Jennifer is saying on this, where she's just like actually still below 2019 levels. So well, yeah. And, and things like job report came out and we're still at some of the best all time um, uh, uh, unemployment rates. Yeah. So from unemployment rates to savings accounts, to delinquency rates, we're just seeing a lot of opportunities still in the market. So I think the encouragement here is, you know, pay attention to the news, but don't just believe the hype. Do some research and dig in because when you start to look at the way these companies are operating and the way that their profits and revenue are are, are being driven, uh, it, it totally changes your perspective. And so speaking of large companies whose profits are being driven. Stop. Segway. Time. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. 
was a good one. We'll take that. One of the biggest companies in the world, Amazon, has recently said that inflation is not infecting sales for them like some of their larger online competitors. No, uh, so, just no, they're just yeah. their largest competitors. Their largest competitors. AKA right? Walmart. <laughs> yeah, like, really, we're just talking about Walmart. <laughs> But Walmart, we I mean, we talked about yesterday, the other day, Walmart's like leaning in. Well, so, well, you know, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy that this came out today because yesterday we talked about Walmart saying um, sales are up still. However, they've had to reduce a lot of their um, their inventory that is not around like essentials like food. So like a lot of clothes right. and housewares are being reduced because consumers are focusing their purchasing power on um, on the essentials. Amazon yeah. is kind of like a little bit of a contrary statement or a little contrary spot. And we, we think they explain why they're saying sales were down a little bit, but they're predicting sales are going to go up about 13 to 17% in Q3. Um, they say there's no sign of wavering in their 200 million prime subscribers. That's because people are into those shows. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Amazon prime TV, like that's just a brilliant play. You're like, well, you might cancel Prime, but you're going to lose the TV part. But either way, and so analysts, as they look at the difference between what's happening at Walmart and Amazon, they're saying, well, a lot of this has to do with income level separation. So the lower income level mm. tends to tends to be Walmart's primary shopper, while Amazon tends to uh, hold more of the middle and upper income segments, which really just pushes down the thing we're saying. Affordability issues are affecting everybody separately. But when you're looking at the lower income segment, it's getting harder and harder they can be impacted more and more and this amazon dichotomy with amazon and walmart just highlights that so this brings kyle and i always 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 thinking about okay which part of your customer base is being affected most and yep. what can you do to start to ease that pain a little bit yeah what is my customer base are they being affected and how do i communicate or ease the pain with the inventory or the marketing uh, practices that I do, because you have to understand who your market is and your market isn't going to shift just because, you know, you want it to shift. And so uh, recognizing like, how does that market interact with, with purchasing right now is really important to the way that you're communicating to them about your value propositions, the opportunities to purchase or service or anything like that. Um, yeah. Just recognizing that your community, your audience is an important factor in the way that you go to market. That's great. I wish I could think of a segue right now for this JetBlue story, but I can't. So I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, this story is one that has been kind of, kind of, you're like, you're really not going to push the button. Um, so, <laughs> I was like, I was, I was ready for it. it. Anyway. Just like, segue time. Uh, speaking of segues. Stop. Segway. Time. <laughs> Ryan Ortega is so proud of you right I know. Now. Uh, so this this next story has been really cooking a little bit like a Jerry Springer show um, in publicly traded companies for the Ooh, last few kidding. months. JetBlue and Spirit announced the closing on a $3.8 billion acquisition where JetBlue is going to acquire Spirit Airlines. Now, it's been full of drama because Frontier, the other discount airline, and Spirit had been in a relationship. And JetBlue stepped in and said, like, you sure you want to go with him? I mean, I got me a job. Right? Like a right? full like, on middle school it dance. Like, it's unbelievable. It was, it was such a different dichotomy. <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 we've been doing this forever. And Jet Blue was like, I understand you've been together, but I'm gonna give you four hundred million dollars. They were like <laughs> they were like, but these right here, I was let just me saying. give you four hundred million reasons why you should go with me. And so um 
You know, initially Frontier was arguing that antitrust regulators would never let JetBlue and Spirit merge because it would be too big. JetBlue had the opposite argument and said, you know what, they're going to do that anyway. It's about the same thing. So they ended up, JetBlue ended up paying shareholders $400 million as a breakup fee. It's got to make you feel better. Imagine someone breaking up with you, but they're like, hey. It's not you, it's me, but here's your life savings. Here's a stack on a stack. (laughs) Exactly. And they also committed $70 million saying that if for some reason um, it gets broken up by the FTC, they don't allow it to go through. JetBlue's still on the hook for $70 million. Uh, Primary goals would be to really advance expansion of a discount airline, meaning that all those yellow spirit airlines are going to become blue airplanes. JetBlue's going to basically retrofit the spirit uh, fleet and a big part of this acquisition and really value, and we can get on people. this for a second. People. The pilots people. and people. the staff. Yep. There it is. Yeah, because that's the struggle with all airlines and so many other industries right now is finding the people to do the work. And, I mean, I literally dealt with an issue in people last week when I was flying where American Airlines, literally, they just could not fill the pilot seat oh. for that plane because of time. And so JetBlue recognizes that that's that's been the primary reason for cancellations is pilot and uh, steward seats uh, just not being able to be filled. So you expand that, expand your fleet as well as expand uh, your your employees. Like you've got a, a much greater opportunity of succeeding in especially the like the the close to now market anytime in the next six to twelve months. Yeah, anybody who's flying. Hope is, is I think hopeful that this will help ease some of the pain, like the more the increased efficiency, increased options by a, a larger and more. I mean, it literally is almost going to double the size of JetBlue's fleet. Um, have yeah. you have, have you ever flown JetBlue? I was going to say, have you ever flown Spirit? That literally was my question. It'd be funny. If I you flew said Spirit one time, and I see like Spirit, Frontier, and Allegiant pop up a lot. And maybe it's just because of Nashville, but I don't yeah. see JetBlue pop up as an option. Yep. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Maybe I might see now JetBlue because of Spirit. Uh, oh, you, know, you sure will. Flight patterns, you without a doubt. Will. I mean, and I, so, I've flown JetBlue. Have you never flown JetBlue? No. I've had no, mixed experiences on JetBlue. Um, when they first came out, it was rock star mode. It was awesome. I was like, I can't believe it. Gotcha. This is how air travel should be. And then it kind of like kind of waned over time, and now it's kind of mixed. JetBlue's hub, JetBlue's hub is in New York, so... Um, that's ah, their New York base, which is why you don't see yep. a lot. And so New York from Syracuse, you know, you can get to New York from JetBlue and a couple other places, but there, are, you know what I'm excited about? There's a spirit flight to Nashville that is now going to become a JetBlue flight to Nashville, hey, which now. means you so and I is, are one step closer JetBlue, to hanging out for the day. Is JetBlue like a little bit more of an elevated experience than a sport, uh, than a spirit yes. or a, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. For that's sure. awesome. Like, so, that's and they were, deal. they were talking like, so spirits cabins are, you know, very cramped and condensed. They're taking all Without the seats out and they're going to reformat them like JetBlue. Um, JetBlue is, is much, much more similar to like an American Airlines experience. Um, their, their awards system, like they have like mint, I think is what they call it. Like, where you yeah, I've perks. seen that. Um, but yeah, I think they were kind of like. In the beginning, I don't know if it's still this way, but in the beginning, they were kind of like the kinder, friendlier airline. So they probably like stole some of that Southwest mojo. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see I, what I definitely happens. see that. I, I definitely see that. I think everybody's ready for a little positive movement in the airline industry. All Without us, a doubt. Especially in the yeah. auto industry where a lot of people travel, right? You're going to 20 groups and manufacturer meetings. Like there's just a lot of air travel in automotive. So um, I know that I'm excited. Any opportunity for increased flight patterns and non-missed, <laughs> non-missed connections is a good thing without a doubt so sorry frontier keep doing your thing maybe uh you'll be wrapped up in the next one 
There's always a, there's always a legion. <laughs> there's always a legion. Oh no, you got it. Oh, well, I mean, I, we'll just dance. we'll just pull this back down. The reality is, is that finding talent, finding people to do the job, and inventory to do it's like inventory and talent right now. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you have inventory and talent, you're ahead of the game. And so, sourcing inventory uh, for us, that's really pre-owned vehicles right now because new cars are just kind of whatever the manufacturer has and finding the right people and making sure that they are cared for and feel great at work um, and feel edified and lifted up and encouraged and trained and, uh, you know, and held accountable, all of those type of things. That is the winning, the winning formula to success in every industry right now. Now, it's always been that way, but this is a crucial time for that because those oh, are the beyond. two primary struggles that you see across industries. You know, this is, this is, we have like another minute or two. This is making me think of all the acquisitions that are happening in automotive. And I've seen so many good experiences where a, a dealer group or a dealer spends time and energy really cultivating their company culture and being yep. doing the work to actually be able to communicate that well, like through, through brand development and internal brand development and when the acquisition happens, they actually get the store being acquired excited about being part of this new family, right? Because they do a good job of communicating it. And in, in yep. this time when talent is so hard to get, like how great is it that if you can acquire um, another store, another group, and then get those people excited about feeling like this is more opportunity for them. Um, that's a winning formula for kind of this consolidating market that we're in. So there you go. So good. So good. Well, there you go. That's Friday episode. Again, if you don't have the podcast, download the podcast from iTunes or Spotify. We're heading into the All Things Used Car Room on Clubhouse. We're going to have another amazing discussion. Follow us there. All Things Used Cars on Clubhouse. We'll see you next week. <laughs>